With all that is going on and unfolding right now with the events in Afghanistan and, well, around the world, you may have noticed that Joseph Robinet Biden has made very few statements to the people on what is going on. But whenever he does, he draws attention very specifically to the amount of troops that were trained, the Afghanistan army. And he points to the 300,000. Now there's something else that's happening that First, I wanted to look into the 300,000 because I figured there was something more to that. Why was he saying it the way he was saying it? And I don't think he even is aware of it. But I also noticed that on August 17th, I saw that there are articles, if you go into your search engine of choice and type in 22,000 refugees, you will see that on August 17th, it was announced that there were going to be 22,000 refugees coming from Afghanistan to the United States. But if you type in 30,000 refugees, you will see that on August 16th, it was announced that there's going to be 30,000 refugees coming to the United States. So first we had the 300,000 and 30,000. After that, we get the 22, once again, the X. But I want to go to what I found with the 300,000 and the 30,000. So I did a little search. I just typed in 300,000 in the Bible. And it came to 1 Samuel chapter 11. And not only is the 300,000 mentioned, also is the 30,000. I didn't realize until I went through the meaning of the names of the people and the places what was really happening. We have been given similarly to like when Jonah went to Nineveh and he gave a call to repentance. Now, Jonah was rebellious. He was running, didn't want to do what he was asked to do. I don't know the destiny, what happened with Jonah. I know that it doesn't tell us in the book of Jonah. It just tells us that he continuously complained and tried to run. Well, it seems like we've got the same kind of a message from Joseph Robinet Biden. And you'll probably see what I'm talking about as I walk through this. So if you go to 1 Samuel chapter 11, starting in verse 1. Then Nahash the Ammonite went up and besieged Jabash Gilead. And all the men of Jabash said to Nahash, Make a treaty with us and we will serve you. So what happened here? So first, let's look at Nahash. Nahash means serpent. It can be a a bronze or an oracle, but it's serpent, a snake. Now in Ammonite, it would be, ite is a suffix that is an attachment. It means they are connected with or belong to Ammon. Who is Ammon? As we've talked about, Amun is like the same name as Haman Gog or Baal Haman, Baphomet, Lucifer, a lot of different names. But Amun is attached to Ra, Amun Ra, A M M O N. So the Ammonites were those that are attached to Amun. Now, if you look at the etymology, you'll see that it is people or kinsmen, 
but it's also the name of the Greek and Roman conception of the Egyptian sovereign sun god, Amun, also spelled A-M-U-N, which is said to mean literally hidden, and also Amen, A-M-E-N, Ra. So I think it's interesting how you will see in most of the Old Testament, it is very rare that you will see Amen at the end of what can be considered a prayer. That is something that comes after the Gospels. And this, they, it says that they confused with the ram-headed divinity, God of life, worshipped at an oracle sanctuary in Libya. I don't think it was confused at all. I think it's the same thing. It's, it can be ram-headed, or it can be like Ra, which is the falcon-headed sun god. It can be goat-headed, like Baphomet. It can look like Leviathan. I think it can shape-shift. It comes in many different forms, but it's still the same entity, whether it's Amun, whether it's Hammon, Mammon, Gog, Baal, Baphomet, or Lucifer. It seems to be the same thing. It can even look transgender, the first X gender, the 22, the C-H-I in the Greek alphabet, the 22nd letter, which would be more of an X rather than a capital T, like the cross that Jesus would have been hung on. So that's what this is. It's the snake, the Ammonite, went and besieged Jabesh, Gilead. Now what does besieged mean? Besiege is B, which is to, like, to be, and then plus siege, which is seated. So they seated, had them take a seat, Jabesh Gilead. Now what is Jabesh Gilead? Jabesh means to become dry, and Gilead is a perpetual fountain or a heap of testimony. So what happened? The well of the testimony went, ran dry for Jabesh Gilead. And all the men of Jabesh that became dry said to Nahash, the serpent, Make a treaty with us, and we will serve you. What did they do? They were seated in front of him, and they were willing to serve Nahash, the serpent. But Nahash, the serpent, the Ammonite, said to them, On this condition I will make a treaty with you, that I gouge out all your right eyes, and thus bring disgrace on all Israel. Now, if you are familiar with the, these deities of Egypt, they have the right eye and the left eye, Ra and Horus, or Set and Horus. But it's the right eye that he says, if you pluck out all of your right eyes or let me gouge them out so you cannot see, it will thus bring disgrace on all Israel. If you are familiar at all with the Black Eye Club, if you want to do a quick search, you'll see that there are members of government and Hollywood, and all kinds of quote-unquote elites that are members of what's called the Black Eye Club. They blacken the right eye. I think it's this. But the elders of Jabesh said to him, Give us seven days respite, that we may send messengers through all the territory of Israel. Then if there is no one to save us, we will give ourselves up to you. So they're going to go see if there's anybody that will save them. And if not, they're going to be seated. They'll have their right eye and they will 
disgrace Israel. Israel means he retains God. God is upright. They will deny God. When the messengers came to Gibeah, Gibeah means hill from the root to be convex. It's a hill. Of Saul. They came to the hill of Saul. What does Saul mean? Saul means asked for. So who would Saul be? Saul is the one they asked for. Who is the one that we ask for? Our rescuer, Jesus. The Messiah, the Son of the living God. So they came to the hill of Jesus. They reported the matter to the ears of the people, and all the people went aloud. Now behold, Saul was coming from the field behind the oxen, and Saul said, What is wrong with the people? That they were or they are weeping. So they told him the news of the men of Jabesh. And the Spirit of God rushed upon Saul when he heard these things, and his anger was greatly kindled. When he took a yoke of oxen and cut them in pieces and sent them throughout all the territory of Israel by the hand of messengers, saying, Whoever does not come out after Saul and Samuel, so shall be done to his oxen. Now remember, this is the yoke. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. He will carry the load with us. That's, his, that's the crux, the cross. It's the beam. It's the straight path. Now Saul, he says, come out after Saul, the rescuer, the son of God, and Samuel. What does Samuel mean? Samuel means from Shem, the name, and the word El, God. Or Shama, to hear, and El, God. It's to hear the name of God. Saul the son, Samuel the father. So shall it be done to his oxen. Then the dread of the Lord fell upon the people, and they came out as one man. When he mustered them at Bezek, the people of Israel were 300,000, and the men of Judah 30,000. So when he mustered them at Bezek, what is Bezek? It means scattering, a flash of lightning. Sounds to me it would be like the lightning that can scatter. It would be the presence of God. That's where he mustered them. And the people of Israel, which is those that retain God, or God is upright like the iota, were 300,000. And the men of Judah, Judah means praised. Let him be praised. They kept, they retained God and they praised God. That's what it's saying in the presence of God. That was 30,000 that did that. So 300,000 were those that retained God and 30,000 were those that praised him. And they said to the messengers who had come, Thus shall you say to the men of Jabesh Gilead, that be the well or the fountain that ran dry, Tomorrow by the time the sun is hot you shall have deliverance. They're going to be saved. They're going to be rescued by the rescuer. When the messengers came and told the men of Jabesh, they were glad. Therefore the men of Jabesh said, Tomorrow we will have ourselves up to you, and you will do to us whatever seems good to you. And the next day Saul, again Saul, asked for, he's the Redeemer, he's the Savior, put the people in three companies, and they came into the midst of the camp of the morning, 
in the morning and uh, morning watch and struck down the Ammonites. Again, Ammonites, those that belonged to Ammon, until the heat of the day and those who survived were scattered, so that no two of them were left together. Then the people said to Samuel, Who is it that said, Shall Saul reign over us? Bring the men, that we may put him them to death. But Saul said, Not a man shall be put to death this day, for today the Lord has worked salvation in Israel. Then Samuel said to the people, Come, let us go to Gilgal. Now Gilgal is a circle of stones, a wheel rolling away from the verb to roll. Think about the stone that rolled away. And there, um, go to Gilgal and there renew the kingdom. After, this, after the stone rolled away, he renewed the kingdom. So all the people went to Gilgal, and there they made Saul king before the Lord of Gilgal. And they sacrificed peace offerings before the Lord. And there Saul and all the men of Israel rejoiced greatly. All the men of the Son, the Rescuer, praised and rejoiced greatly. This seems to be a very similar situation to, like as Joe Biden, probably not knowing, because I'm thinking he's probably more of the camp of the Ammonites based on everything that we're seeing. But he gives a message similar to like what Jonah did. Jesus tells us no sign will be given but the sign of Jonah. What is the sign of Jonah? It's to repent. The people of Nineveh, all they had was Jonah coming and telling them to repent. What did Joseph Biden just do? Pointed us to 1 Samuel chapter 11, the 300,000 and 30,000. It is time to repent. It is for us to seek the rescuer, Jesus, and Samuel, the name of God, and listen to it. That's the story of 1 Samuel chapter 11. But I also want to point out there's something very interesting here because it talks a lot about Saul. Saul would be the rescuer. I've pointed out there's a lot that seems to be twisted after the Gospels. That's based on the rock that Peter was given. His name was changed from Simon Peter, the listener of the rock, to the rock. It was turned to stone. And he was given the keys to solve and coagula, to loose and bind. It's in opposition to what Jesus has. He has the key. It is the yoke. It is the beam that goes across the top. It is a straight and narrow path. Similarly, we see the same thing with Paul, the self-appointed apostle. First, his name is Saul, which would be the rescuer, or more specifically, the asked for, and his name is changed to Paul. Paul means small. So the asked for becomes small. Simon Peter becomes a stone. The listener of the stone becomes a stone. Saul becomes the, becomes the rescuer, but his name becomes small. And that's what people listen to. Again, I ask you to read for yourself, to think about this, to do your own reading, to do your own research, pray about it. 
just sharing as I see things and as I unfold things because there's a lot going on in the world. And Nahash, the Ammonite, is asking a lot of people and has already besieged many where the fountain has run dry. But if you see that the fountain has run dry, seek the rescuer. And listen to the name of God. Hear him. Godspeed.